This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, April 10th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. Democrats lay out USMCA concerns. Purdue worries about Roundup lawsuits. And Italians say no to Lancet. House Democrats want USMCA concerns addressed. House Democrats have a lot of concerns about the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement, and you can expect to hear a lot more from them as the Trump administration makes a renewed push to garner support for ratifying the trade pact. In the next days, you'll be hearing more from my colleagues and from me with the new agreement. That House and Ways and Means Chairman Richard Neal writing a letter to U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer. Neal continues, You should not be surprised by the concerns. Strong labor standards, strong environmental standards, mechanisms inside the agreement to ensure that those provisions and other provisions are enforceable and will make a difference. Terms that are favorable to Americans, access to affordable health care, and preserve Congress space to make future policy changes. For more on the state of play with the USMCA, plus the latest issues including Roundup, a growing split of the organic sector, and the USDA's plan to fight feral swine, be sure and read this week's AgriPulse newsletter. It's hitting inboxes today. Purdue worries over Roundup fate. Ag Secretary Sonny Purdue says he's worried that a series of lawsuits against the Monsanto company could eventually end the use of glyphosate herbicide, best known as Roundup. That would be devastating to agriculture, Purdue said when asked about the lawsuits at a House Agriculture Appropriations Subcommittee hearing yesterday. Purdue said, I'm hoping the appeals court will see through this. Keep in mind, it's not clear how farmers would lose the use of glyphosate. The product is no longer under patent, so even if Monsanto, a unit of Bayer, stopped making it, other companies could continue doing so. Dairy program, no-brainer. Purdue told lawmakers it would be impossible to move up the sign-up date for the dairy margarine coverage program, now set for June 17th. But he said the program should be a no-brainer for farms with fewer than 250 to 300 cows. Purdue noted that implementation of the program has been slowed down by a requirement that USDA reimburse farmers for fees they paid under the old margin protection program. Many of the records needed to maintain the reimbursements were kept on paper, he said. Aid bills expanding to cover stored grain losses. The Senate remains deadlocked over a disaster aid package heading into lawmakers' two-week Easter recess. But Senator Chuck Grassley of Iowa told reporters yesterday he expects the bill to be revised and to compensate producers in Iowa and Nebraska whose grain was destroyed by flooding in March. And last night, House Appropriations Chairwoman Nita Lowy of New York released an expanded disaster aid bill that also includes a provision to cover losses of on-farm stored commodities. Purdue indicated support for such a compensation plan under questioning by Nebraska Representative Jeff Fortenberry, the ranking Republican on the Ag Appropriations Subcommittee. Purdue said only a very, very small number of farmers purchased private insurance to cover corn or soybeans that were in storage. However, House Agriculture Chairman Colin Peterson of Minnesota said he was concerned about delaying passage of the disaster aid bill over the stored grain issue. Peterson said, I don't want to hold up the bill for three months because we're fighting over this Midwest thing. 
He spoke before the North American Agriculture Journalist. He said some producers in the southeast are on the verge of going out of business because of losses from last fall's hurricane. Keep in mind, there's little evidence that the grain issue is holding up the bill. However, the Democrats and Republicans remain at odds over funding for Puerto Rico and other issues. Senate Ag kicks off work on child nutrition. Leaders of the Senate Agriculture Committee say they're optimistic they can pass a child nutrition bill during this Congress, which is a tall order given the deep partisan divisions on Capitol Hill. The committee scheduled a hearing this morning on federal school feeding programs to cut off the panel's work. Congress hasn't passed a child nutrition bill since the Healthy Hunger Free Kids Act that was enacted in 2010. Senate Ag Chairman told the National Association of Agriculture Journalist members yesterday, I think we can get it done. I really do. He said a bill the committee developed in 2016 will serve as the starting point. The committee's top Democrat, Debbie Stabenow of Michigan, emphasized she didn't want to roll back improvements that have been made under the HHFKA. In general, we certainly want to go forward, not backwards, she said. Now, keep in mind, the Trump administration is being sued for weakening school sodium and whole grain standards that the Obama administration implemented as a result of the 2010 law. Brazil's soy production exports seen rising. Brazil's next soybean harvest won't start until around the beginning of next year, and it's going to be a big one. Brazilians won't be planting much more than they did last year, only about a 1% increase. But better growing weather and yields are expected to push production up by 9% to a record 124 million metric tons for the 1920 market a year. That according to a new analysis by the USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. FAS says Brazilian farmers will be holding back on expanding acreage to hedge their bets next season, given the uncertainty surrounding soybean demand from China, which is by far the world's largest customer of soybeans, as well as the largest importer of Brazilian soybeans. The U.S.-China trade war spurred China to buy much more than normal from Brazil over the past year. Italians force WHO move on diet event. Promoters of a diet initiative that's touted as good for the planet as well as global health have run into opposition from a country that takes its cuisine very seriously, Italy. The World Health Organization pulled its support of the recent launch of the event for the EAT Lancet diet because of pressure from Italy's ambassador to the UN agency according to a report by the BMJ, formerly known as the British Medical Journal. The ambassador complained the EAT Lancet recommendations to reduce meat consumption could eliminate customers' freedom of choice, destroy traditional diets, and lead to the loss of millions of livestock industry jobs. Here's today's He Said It. A lot of people don't want to live in Fargo. It's too damn cold. That House Agriculture Chairman Colin Peterson of Minnesota on why places such as Fargo are probably not good sites for federal agencies such as the USDA's Economic Research Service. Well, that's Daybreak for this Wednesday, April 10th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.